Hey, thanks so much for checking out this podcast. Uh, we're here in episode four of Becoming People of Prayer. In the last episode, we talked about the importance of the Lord's Prayer, you know, the great prayer that Jesus gave to his disciples when they came to him and said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And hopefully you find yourself like the disciples uh, coming to this podcast, uh, coming to Jesus in prayer, saying, saying God, I, I want to pray more. I want to be a person of prayer. Well, we talked about the Lord's Prayer and how it offers us this amazing structure that we can apply to our prayers. And hopefully you've been able to try that out and use that on your own. Uh, This episode, we want to expand that concept and not just look at the Lord's Prayer as something that gives us structure for our prayers, but looking at the whole of Scripture, the whole Bible, and ask the question of, well, what does the Bible have to say about how how we should pray? How is the Bible itself a tool that helps us to pray? So let's get going on that conversation. Hi, and welcome to the Becoming People of Prayer podcast, a podcast designed to explore the spiritual discipline of prayer and hopefully help you and me in becoming people who pray. So what is the connection between the Bible and and prayer? And how is the Bible supposed to help us in becoming people of prayer? Well, first of all, the the Bible is the basis of who we understand God to be. And if prayer is communicating with God, it's really important that we're actually praying to, to the God of the Bible, the God who's revealed himself to us. You know, if we aren't praying uh, in such a way that lines up with Scripture. If we aren't praying to God in a way that is true to who God is, uh, we are we really praying to God? Uh, Eugene Peterson has this great quote, or uh, he talks about this idea. He says, "Left to ourselves, we will pray to some God who speaks what we like hearing, or to the part of God that we manage to understand. But what is critical is that we speak to the God who speaks to us." and to which everything that he speaks to us and in our speaking mature to the great art of conversation with God that is prayer. So what Eugene Peterson is getting at is that if our understanding of God isn't emerging from God's word, if it isn't a true representation of who God is, then who actually are we praying to? And he points out that a temptation that we can face in our Christian walks is, is to really only pray to one side of God. So let's say our, our prayer life is very simply just asking that God would provide. So we pray and pray that God would provide. And, and while the Bible does say that God will provide for us, it also says that he's interested in forming who we become. But the idea of God providing is maybe something we're comfortable with, but the idea of forming who we are into something maybe different than who we presently are isn't an idea we're comfortable with. So we kind of avoid that part of praying. It's like, well, God, I like that you'll provide for me, but I don't really like that you want to change me. So I'm just going to pray to you when, when it comes to provision, not when it comes to becoming a certain type of person. Eugene Peterson is saying, well, That's not really what prayer is all about. Again, we've been talking about how prayer is a response to the speech of God. Now, imagine you had a friend and um, you only ever listen to them tell you what you want them, what you want to hear. So you might be having a conversation, they're, they're talking about all the right things, the things you enjoy them talking about, but suddenly they turn and they change the subject. And instead of listening to them, you say, nope, 
I don't want to talk about that. And so you walk away. (laughs) And every time they bring something up that you don't like, you just walk away. Well, what's going to happen to that friendship? Is, Is your relationship with that person actually a true relationship? Or is it completely subjected to the parts of that person that you like? You know, we would run into a problem in our relationships with other people if we limited our interactions to the parts of them that we liked, if we limited our interactions with them to only certain parts of their speech. Does that make sense? And Peterson is saying that we war against that. We protect ourselves from doing that with God by allowing the whole of Scripture to inform the way that we pray. So that is an incredibly important reason why the Word of God goes hand in hand with prayer. In the Word of God, we have the speech of God, the very words of God. We don't have to wonder if it's something God has said. We don't have to wonder about whether or not we're hearing God. It's right there. It's right in front of us. And in the way that Adam and Eve were able to engage in a conversation with God in the garden by responding to his question, where are you? So you and I can engage in conversations with God by responding to the things that he has said in his word. I think something that we can do in in Christianity is separate the word of God from prayer. We look at them as two different disciplines. And so we might pick up our Bibles and we read and we study and we learn and, and that's all really good. And then we go to pray and we just pray through a prayer list or whatever it is. But I want to suggest to us in this episode that the two have to come together. That we should not read our Bibles without praying. And we almost should not pray without considering what's in God's word. And so I want to talk about using the Bible as a tool for prayer. Uh, In the same way that we looked at the Lord's Prayer as kind of a structure for prayer, I want to expand that and say, well, what if we looked at the whole of Scripture through that lens? So how do we do this? How do we pray God's Word? Well, I think we need to begin where it's easiest to begin, which is the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms is a collection of prayers or songs that have been sung and read and prayed for centuries. So when we pick up the book of Psalms and we start praying them back to God, we are in really good company. People have been doing this, again, for centuries. And when we look at the Psalms as kind of the basis, we we have in them the prayers of Israel. And not only are they the prayers of Israel, but they're the prayers that God has allowed to be in his word that have come down to us through the ages. And so they're a very appropriate place for us to start. You know, if in our world and in reading God's word, we have, you know, a lot of God's voice coming to us, The Psalms kind of show us how we are to answer back to God. So God is saying all these things. Maybe maybe he's speaking through his word. Maybe he's speaking through uh, different situations in our lives or we look around the world and we we see that God is at work or we we see things happening in the world that don't make sense to us. Well, the Psalms give us words to answer back to God for all of these different types of situations. You know, has something ever happened to you where you feel like you should go pray, but you don't know what to say or what to pray? Maybe it was an unimaginable loss that you've experienced. Uh, maybe it was a hurt that you've experienced. And, and in responding to that situation, you have no idea where to even begin. 
your emotions are running rampant, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're scared, you're sad, but to pray in that moment, you don't know what to do. Well, friends, the Psalms give us words. The Psalms give us words. For those times we don't have words, we can pick up the book of Psalms and just start reading, but not just read them, but pray them back to God, word for word. Allow the words of the psalmist to become our words in our prayer time. Because the Psalms are so rich with emotion. You know, I remember when I was first starting to lead worship, and I always, I thought it was very important to start off every worship service by reading scripture. And it was kind of my assumption that all of the book of Psalms was just a bunch of uh, worship songs. So they were very happy and uh, they just talked about how good God is and all of this. But I, I have these memories of flipping through the Psalms and not being able to find one that fit the occasion because it was talking about God's anger or it was talking about someone who was frustrated with God or it was it was crying out to God in the midst of a, a really difficult place. And I was like, man, this won't set the scene or stage for worship. Uh, and eventually I would find a Psalm and read it. Um, but as I've grown up, I've come to see that these different types of Psalms are so important because the Psalms are so rich in emotion. We have Psalms that are Uh, prayers from people who are just questioning God. They're full of doubt. They're full of frustration towards him. Psalm 13 is, is one like that, where the psalmist cries out, how long, O Lord, will you forget me? You know, have you ever felt that? Like God's kind of forgotten you? Well, you can pick up the Psalms. You can pick up Psalm chapter 13 and just pray that back to God. Let the words of that psalmist become your words. Have you ever felt depressed? Well, Psalm 88 might be a great psalm for you to pick up and pray, where it reads, O Lord God of my salvation, I cry out day and night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry, for my soul is full of troubles, and my life draws draws near to hell. Whoa, those are big emotions. And I remember coming across these Psalms and being like, man, this is in the Bible. But friends, do you hear how in the Psalms we are given words to pray when maybe we don't have words? It's an incredibly powerful, powerful thing. And the Psalms give us prayers for times that we feel angry, for times that we feel like others have crossed us. They also have Psalms where if we're feeling joy-filled and thankful Uh, We can engage in in praying back these psalms to God. And so in the psalms, we we are given a tool that I very similarly just going to title word for word, praying back God's word. (laughs) There you go. Word for word, praying back God's word. That's a memorable, silly title. Um, But it's, it's that simple. It's looking at a portion of scripture and instead of just reading it and studying it, you just, you pray it back to God. You sit in it for a while. You let the emotion of the psalm uh, reflect your emotion. You, you engage with it in that way and you pray it back to God. It gives you words when you don't have words. So praying the psalms is a great place to start. And, and as you do that, you can start applying kind of what we talked about in the last episode, praying the Lord's Prayer, the same concept. So you might read a portion of a psalm and uh, you can relate to the words you're reading. So you pray those back, but then you add your own parts to that. And you start letting the words come. You know, the psalm almost prompts the words within you. 
And you just pray those words back to God. Let that usher you into God's presence. Again, knowing that in his word, you're hearing his voice. His voice is coming to you in his word. Well, this concept of verbatim praying uh, expands for us throughout the whole of scripture. There's all sorts of places uh, where we can look to God's word and pray back portions of it, word for word, just with slight adjustments. Uh, in Isaiah 41, chap, uh, in chapter 41, verse 10, we read, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now, that is a very beautiful verse, isn't it? Well, we can take that and just make a few adjustments and, and pray that back to God. And that prayer might go something like this. Father God, thank you that I do not need to be afraid because you are with me. Thank you that I do not need to be in distress because you are the one I worship. Help me to believe that you will strengthen me, that you will help me, that you will uphold me with your righteous right hand. So you see what we did there? We took Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 and we prayed it back to God pretty much word for word, but just made a few slight adjustments. Another example of this we could take from the New Testament in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. We have Paul writing to the church. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So here Paul is letting us in on his prayers for the church, but we can take this and pray it back to God, right? Just with a few tweaks. So a word for word prayer with a few tweaks, we might pray something like this. Father, I am asking you what Paul asked for his friends, that you, the father of glory, would give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. So it's, it's really simple. And all throughout scripture, uh, we can look at different portions and, and read verses that mean a lot to us and just pray them back to God. Sometimes that prayer will be prayers of worship, praying back a section of scripture that's acknowledging who God is, and we're praising him for that fact. Sometimes we'll be praying back a section of scripture where it's a request, it's this desire that God would do something in our lives, whether it's him shaping our character or, or the simplicity of him providing a very practical need that we might be feeling. So praying the Bible word for word, praying the word, word for word, is a great tool, a great thing to help you in becoming a person of prayer. Well, the next tool I want to give us for praying the word is, is really sim simply just allowing God's word to shape our prayers. So this requires us to slow down in our time of Bible reading and to listen. Again, God comes to Adam and Eve in the garden and he says, where are you? My question for, for you is, as you read God's word, what might God be saying to you? What might he be calling out to you? Well, for you to hear that, I believe that you need to listen. I need to listen. Listening requires us to be attentive and it requires us to slow down. And, and as we read God's word and different parts jump out at us or stand out at us, that there's, there's almost words that jump out at the page. I've always taken that as a cue that, that God's spirit is nudging me towards something, that God's spirit is trying to speak to me. And so, so it might be for you. And as those parts of a, a story or a verse stand out, we can use those to shape our prayers. 
So I'm just going to use an example for us from the New Testament, Mark chapter 4, verses 31 to 41, the familiar story of Jesus calming the storm on the Sea of Galilee. So again, we, we can enter in, we can read the story really slowly and enter into the story by using our imagination. So let's say we're reading it. There's something about that story that's standing out to us. So we slow down and maybe we read it back over and over again. And, and as we read it, we imagine we're there. We imagine ourselves on that boat. We imagine the wind and the waves. And, and in using our imaginations, we might start to see how maybe these winds, the wind and the waves, you know, maybe we're not feeling uh, very physical uh, crashing waves and winds in our lives, uh, but maybe they're metaphorical for something else that's going on. We might be facing a situation or a circumstance that really has us feeling like we are standing in a storm. And as we relate that to our lives, uh, we can engage in in prayer and say, God, yeah, the, the, the wind and the waves in my life, they're, they're really crashing up against this boat. God, I think about my financial situation. I think about my family troubles. I think about my kids or my friends. And, and Lord, these are situations I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with them. And we pray that to God, right? The scripture shaping it. Well, we know that the story goes on. The disciples run and they wake up Jesus. And Jesus stands up and he rebukes the wind and the waves. So we allow that to shape our prayer. Well, what does that look like? You know, it might be a prayer of surrender to say, God, in the same way that the disciples woke you up on the boat, Lord, I I feel like you are at sleep in my life, that you're not awake, that you aren't attentive to what's going on around me. Um, So Lord, I, I pray that I would know that you are here. I pray that I would know your presence in the boat of my life. And Jesus, I pray that you would speak to these winds and these waves that are at work in my life and just tell them to be still. God, tell them to be still. Help me to have your perspective. And we can pray these things back to God. Does that make sense? So that, in that example, we're taking a story in scripture and we're, we're walking through that story, praying back different aspects of it. Something else we can do with story in scripture is, is look at different characters. And a prayer might be, Lord, as Paul did whatever it was Paul did, <laughs> Lord, I too desire or fear or hope that you will help me to do the same. Or you might pray, Lord, as as Peter grew in his character, Lord, I too desire to grow in my character. Lord, as as David demonstrated great faith in, in going up against Goliath, Father, I pray too that I would have great faith, that you would help me uh, as I journey through life to be a person of faith. So we set ourselves in the story. We allow the stories to shape our prayers. You know, when we get to in the Old Testament, reading through the prophetic books, you know, the the prophetic books are really just God's heart, right? The prophets were proclaiming God's heart to the people. Sometimes that the heart of God came in a rebuke. Sometimes it came in God saying, hey, guys, you need to get things right. You need to figure this out. You need to come back to me. Other times it was a declaration of of God's character. Um, But as we read those words, um, we should stop and pause and allow them to shape our prayers. And throughout all of scripture, you know, the the Bible teaches us so much about who God is. 
And as we slow down in our reading, we can pause on on different attributes of God. When it talks about God being a, a, a good, loving Father who provides for us, we can slow down in our reading and, and pray back to God thanksgiving and praise and worship that he indeed is the one who provides for us. As we read about God's power and his might, his strength, we slow down and we pray back to God, thanking him that he is one who is strong, that he is one who we, uh, that who we can lean on and depend upon. Another area of prayer that emerges as we read God's word is, is prayers for our own lives and for the lives of others, that we would become the types of people that God wants us to be. So when we're reading the Old Testament law, for example, and we, we, we read about the different commandments that God has, instead of just reading through them and going, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, I get it. What if we slowed down and said, God, as I read this, I, I see your heart for your people. God, I want to be that type of person. Lord, I want to be someone who is found living in your will. You know, as we read uh, in the New Testament, Jesus is preaching the Sermon on the Mount and he, he's talking about issues of anger and lust and, and issues of, of envy and all these things. As we read them, instead of just glossing over them, what if we slowed down and prayed, Father God, may I never be someone found in adultery. God, keep every lustful thought away from me. And so in doing that, we respond to the voice of God in prayer. So there's those prayers of admiring who God is. There's prayers of, of asking God to make us become certain types of people. But there's also prayers where we bring other people before God. That maybe a passage reminds us of someone. You know, just earlier I talked about Ephesians chapter 1. You know, and Paul's praying for the Ephesian church. But maybe you read that and you think of a friend or a family member. And you stop and you pray, God, I, I pray that you would give so-and-so that spirit of wisdom and revelation. Lord, they need to know you in a deeper way. They're really struggling with this issue, but God, would you just bring that wisdom and that revelation to their life? God, they need it. And in doing all of these things, our prayers then are flowing from the very word of God. I I hope this makes sense. I I hope it seems simple. Um, It's a simple thing, but really at the heart of it is us saying that we should not separate our Bible reading from our prayer. And I want to go further to, in that to say that if we're struggling to be people of prayer, we should allow the discipline of prayer to almost dominate our Bible reading. That most of the time we spend in God's word is time in prayer. And that that will help us become more and more people of prayer, which I desperately desire to become. And I'm sure you desperately desire to become that as well. Well, I want to just give us really quick as I come to an end, uh, some word prompts that might help you in praying scripture. Um, A lot of these I took from a book by Beth Moore. Some of you are probably familiar with Beth Moore. And the title of this book is Praying God's Word, uh, which is a great title. And uh, what she has done is identified various um, issues that people face in their lives. She calls them strongholds. And she writes various prayers based on scripture Uh, that helps us to overcome these different strongholds in our lives. It's an incredible resource. I'd encourage you to check it out. Um, But I read through this book and kind of pulled out different things that she says that help her shape her prayers around God's word. So um, just really quickly, here's five of them. 
Uh, one is to say, Lord, your word says. That's super simple. <laughs> Lord, your word says. And then you just read back whatever it is you're reading in God's word, and you turn that into a prayer. You let it be the basis of prayer. And in this, we're basically bringing a specific issue uh, to God. Uh, For example, um, you might say, Lord, your word says that I should not be anxious about anything. But God, I feel anxious. So I want to bring you that anxiety. And, And Lord, I pray that you would help me to have your perspective on my life. So that's a simple one. Second, Lord, you have warned or taught or instructed. You fill in the blank. What is it that God has warned, taught, or instructed? And you go on to say, I confess that I. And maybe you confess to God times in your life where you've gone against God's warning or instruction. And and it's just that becomes a time of repentance, which is very powerful. Uh, Thirdly, you might say, Father, thank you for, and then, Fill in the blank, whatever it is that you've just read about who God is, uh, his, his attributes, you thank him for those attributes. And then you can, you can close that prayer by saying, help me to live in these truths. Help me to live in these truths, which might be you praying again, prayers of confession. Fourthly, Father, your word says that because of Jesus, I am, again, fill in the blank, And then conclude the prayer with help me to believe that these things are true. An example of this is uh, we could say, Father, your word says that because of Jesus, I am your child. I am now your child. Help me to live in the truth that I am your child. Lord, I pray that would shape my identity. And then lastly, uh, you might be reading a, a, a story, and I mentioned this one earlier, you might pray back to God, Father, as, you know, you list the character, you know, we'll use David again. Father, as David, uh, in great faith, went up against Goliath, Lord, I desire, fear, hope to uh, do the same. Um, or you might look at a character in scripture who um, made a poor choice. You might, you know, uh, we think of Ahab in the, the book of First and Second Kings. Ahab was not a good king. <laughs> so your prayer might be, Father, as Ahab when against your instruction, Lord, I recognize I too am prone to go against your instruction. Help me not to be like Ahab. So in those five things, there's just really quick, just prayer prompts to help you in praying God's word. Well, I want hope that this week you take some time uh, to go through God's word, read a few verses, uh, and pray them back to God. Grow in this discipline of praying God's word. It is an incredible, incredible tool that help you, that will help me become people of prayer. And that is the type of person that I want to be. Well, thank you for listening to the Becoming People of Prayer podcast series. This podcast series is a part of the Equip podcast put out by Twilliger Community Church. You can learn more about Twilliger Community Church by visiting tcchurch.ca. I invite you to subscribe to and share this podcast with others, as well as to take the thoughts and the concepts from this episode and share them with others. You will not grow as a Christian without the accountability and friendship of other believers. The music for this podcast series comes from one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Sandra McCracken, with her song, He Walks With Me, off her record, God's Highway. You should really check it out. Well, God bless, and I pray that you will experience the joy and blessing 
of being a person of prayer.